And that one choice changed my whole life. Like I was known in the fashion industry, but I wasn't like famous like this. This is crazy. Like, you know, when you become a housewife. Stay tuned. We'll get into this conversation right after these quick ads. Hey, Raindrops. On today's episode of Reality with the King, I am joined by my long-standing good friend, Cynthia Bailey. Yes! The beauty supermodel from the Real Housewives of Atlanta. On this episode, we get into why I consider her to be underrated and why people, for some reason, just refuses to give Cynthia her props for being one of the best housewives Atlanta has seen. And my answer just may surprise you. In addition to that, we get into her filing for divorce from Mike Hill, her relationship with Peter, yes, Peter, and Nene Leakes. And last but not least, we also get into what's next for this beauty bombshell. Without further ado, here is my conversation with Cynthia Bailey. Oh, Raindrops, I don't think you guys understand how much I love Cynthia Bailey. I want to go back down memory lane, Cynthia, with, for the girls and the guys. <laughs> come on, come through. <laughs> so I got a chance to meet Cynthia season three. The network, the production company raved, raved, raved about Cynthia. And long story short, Cynthia used to read me for <laughs> I learned it from you. Honestly, I don't even know what a read was season three, but because of you, honey, I learned very quickly. Okay. Let Ooh. the girls know. Let the girls know. This is what's so funny about us working together, me, you, and the rest of the housewives. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had this gay black man who was a part of this amazing show. Yes. And I, I told this story before about how Nene um, used to mock my mannerisms, yes. and everyone yeah. was like, child, Nene ain't nothing but Carlos did. <laughs> In a dress. Yes, like, yes. let's be clear. But in terms of like Shay and Reed, it was something that I introduced to the cast in terms of just us having conversations. And although Cynthia has been a supermodel way before Atlanta Housewives and been around the gay community, I think the difference was we were shooting every single day her life. And then, you know, my interaction with the ladies, they sort of picked up on like, the gay culture. So yes. talk to the the audience about that because they don't know that about us. Well, okay, first of all, I as soon as you say Carlos Reed, one of the biggest reads that you ever gave, not just me, but the entire cast, and I don't know if you remember this, we were, I don't know whose trip it was, but we went camping or whatever. And we were sitting by, <laughs> we were sitting around the, uh, the bonfire, honey. And for whatever reason, everybody was like quiet. Nobody was really trying to bring it. Nobody was really trying to give what it what needed to be given, honey. <laughs> and when I tell you, Carlos King, he was like, stop the cameras. Okay. He walked around, all of us. He was like, let me tell you something. Okay. Y'all can sit there and look crazy if you want to. But we have a TV show to do. Please be clear that I'm going to get paid whether y'all bitches sit here and do nothing or not. Okay. <laughs> So, I'm going to need y'all to open up y'all's mouths and make some goddamn TV, okay? Because I'm going to 
gonna eat. My house gonna be paid for. Hey, you guys, hmm, maybe not so much. Okay, so if you want to bring your behinds back next season, I advise you to make some goddamn TV right now. I was like, when I said we were all like, okay, wait, what? <laughs> and then we were all mad at you. And on the bus the next day, I was like, you know what, Carlos? I just think, I just think that was so disrespectful for you just to, I mean, I mean, when I say he, he didn't only read us. When I say he laid us out, then nobody had no edges when he got done with us. But I remember that because I was like, you know what? He's right. Like we're here to do a job. And we're not getting paid to sit around the bonfire and toast damn marshmallows. So, Period. You know, uh, thank you. I mean, which, is why, which is why I will say you are definitely, hands down, one of the best producers that I've ever worked with, for sure. Because you always knew how you had such a personal relationship with all the different girls. You knew us. You knew how to snatch us together. And we always had to come together. I have another funny story, but I, I'll, I'm not going to take over the podcast. Chad. Oh, you no, listen, listen. No, 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 no. So, look, the, the purpose of this podcast and the reason why people love this podcast, Cynthia, is because they get to learn new things about um, my relationship with the cast mm-hmm. and, 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 and honestly learn new things about you. Yes. Um, because... You've done interviews from your, I mean, four decades of being in this business. Like yes. you are, and I'm not, I'm not just saying this because you're in front of my face. You are truly just a legend in the in the game. Thank so you. So I want to be able to show the world a different side of you. And to go off of that story, yes, I, <laughs> listen, I'm perfectionist. And, and one thing about working with the Atlanta women that I, I, I loved was the fact that we had a very close relationship. Yes, we, we were able to cuss each other out. So mm-hmm. I'm going to say a story um, about Cynthia. So <laughs> raindrops. Y'all know that I said every single housewife has cussed me out except Kenya. Shockingly, Kenya's oh the only... God. You never and had that... a Kenya cuss out? No, never. Oh, wow. Never. Okay. So and every, every time I say this story, Cynthia, the girls would be like, honey, Cynthia Bailey never cussed you out. I said, oh, <laughs> she did it the worst. I said, Nene, Sheree, Kim Zosiak, the rest of them. Yeah, I said, Cynthia cussed me out, so I'm going to give a story. Because oh I want the world to know the real, not 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 the real Cynthia. You're always real, but the other side of Cynthia, honey. 50 so, Cent. 50 Cent. This is 50 Cent, bitch. <laughs> so it was season nine. I will never forget this. It was season nine, and we were going to film... Um, the the pop-up event. I think Phaedra was organizing this season yes, nine. Yes. This pop-up event where mm-hmm. every housewife had their business um accessories and business line at the yes. table. Yes. I forgot what happened. Cynthia Bone Cheek. <laughs> cheek yes. bone. <laughs> I know. I, I, I was gonna say, I think I said probably it's actually cheekbones, but actually. <laughs> The bone structure is so so severe that it surpasses her cheeks, guys. So I call her Bone Cheek. Okay. So Cynthia Bone Cheek Bailey called me, and she cussed me something out fierce. Why did I cuss you out? I can't remember. You cussed me out because of a schedule. You cussed me out because your time is valuable. <laughs> and every housewife is a sign of producer. 
And the producer, Brent, that y'all know, she was like, uh-uh, Love Brent. I'm calling Carlos. And <laughs> she called me, and when I say she laid my ass out, and what you don't know, Cynthia, I was in the office with Joy, who also works, who worked on Atlanta Housewives at the time. Yes. I put you on mute, because I said, <laughs> this bitch just read me, and I'm here for it. And I remember getting back on the phone saying... <clears throat> I'm sorry. It will never happen again. And then she read me because she wanted certain people to do her interviews. Cynthia! Cynthia is not like (laughs) this weak woman that people think she is. Cynthia speaks her mind. And that's what I love about you. That's the reason why when I think about your time Mm -hmm. on The Real Housewives of Atlanta and our time together, you are always a star. And I want people to know that when you you came on season three, the network the production company, we were all behind you. And we were all rooting for you. You brought class. You brought elegance. You you brought sophistication. You brought another world of an international Black woman who was able to have conversations about things other than what was happening in in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. So much so, the world doesn't know this. Yes, we know she brought Russell Simmons on the show. We know that. Miss Thing brought Boris Kojo and Nicole Ari Parker to do a tennis match scene. Yes. And, and it, it goes to show you that, and, and I don't think you get the credit you deserve, and I, and I want to talk about that more. Do you think that what you brought to Atlanta Housewives changed the game? Uh, well, first of all, thank you for my flowers. You know, it means the world to me coming from you because you were there. You, you were there, you know, 90% of the time that I was on The Real Housewives. I do feel like when I came onto the show, I brought something else that was other than Atlanta. I brought my world with me that included, you know, Miss J from America's Next Top Model, Russell, Boris and Nicole. If you can remember, Carlos, uh, I actually had Tiana Taylor sing at my wedding. And we did, they didn't show, you know, you know, they're like really cheap about like, you know, the foot, you know, um, the, the, the music stuff. licensing. Yeah. But, but Kim, uh, K-E-M, not, not Kim Zosiak, but Kim, <laughs> the, the singer, <laughs> sang at my wedding and Tiana Taylor. And there was another group. And, um, you know, I felt like for me, I was coming from a modeling career in New York City. And I really looked at the show like a job. So that's why I was always very professional. I was always really excited to throw events. I still think that some of my events are legendary, honey. (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) I mean, like, first of all, for my 50th birthday, like the fact that I could get my entire cast to come as me for my birthday, 50 Shades of Cynthia. Like, who does that? Like, who can pull that off other than Cynthia Bone Cheek Bailey. Yes, Bone Cheek Bailey. Bone Cheek Bailey. But who also can pull off the Bailey Bowl? Because Bailey Bowl season six. (laughs) Here's here's some inside scoop for you guys. Season six, Bailey Bowl. That's when Marlo told Nene she wore a Donald Trump wig. And that's when the shit went down. What y'all don't know is we had so much content season six that other producers who shall remain nameless said, <laughs> do not film Cynthia's belly bowl. Yeah. Did, did you know that? Yeah. I know I know that it would always come to, by the end of the season, I couldn't film any more events or that many scenes anymore because I had done so much always because I always showed up, you know. I was never really, like, big on bringing the drama, but I definitely, you know, always felt like a team player. I always respected everyone else's events. I always showed up and, you know, participated. 
And, you know, I was actually one of the girls that I would get the phone call from you guys saying, hey, we got to get this thing going. Uh, you know, we're like three weeks in, nothing's happened. We need a bail queue. Uh, we need, we need, we need an all cast tomorrow. And I always had, you know, spaces. I had, I had the Bailey Agency School of Fashion. That was a physical place that yes. we can go and shoot. You know, when Peter and I were together, we had bar one. We could all go there. So I was definitely, I feel like, um, one of the first housewives that actually had physical spaces that we could just pull together an event in two seconds. And I got that phone call a lot from you guys. So. Oh, because you were, you were, you were always able to have an event that made sense for all the cast to go because you know everybody don't get along, but everyone got along with you. So the belly bowl, we were not supposed to film it. Y'all know me. No one tells me no. So I was like, child, I'm shooting the belly bow, and y'all gonna have to deal with it. And look what happened. Cynthia created an event that got us some great content. We would have never seen the destruction of Nene and Marlo's friendship. I'm gonna take y'all back to season eight, the premiere. I was asked to come back season eight because no shade, nothing was happening. And I came back to the show. <laughs> Trying not to laugh. Okay, go ahead. No, no last hole. I came back Mm -hmm. to the show season eight because another producer was 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 in producing, and I said we need a Cynthia Bailey event, and that's when you guys saw um, the rooftop celebration of Cynthia's. Remember, and that's when Sheree came in, and Sheree and Kenya had their epic moment on the rooftop. I'm gonna gag you some more. Season six, we had the white party at the Bailey Agency, another Cynthia event, and that's when Nene and Kenya got into it when she said, no bitch is going to tell me who I can and cannot invite because Kenya was (laughs) mad that Nene invited Walter to her wedding. So that's a long way of saying this. Y'all need to stop fucking around and calling Cynthia boring or not relevant. As the producer who worked on the show seasons (laughs) one through nine, I'm telling you, without Cynthia, this show would not have been the hit that it is. Oh my God, Carlos, you're gonna make me cry. Um, wow. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. You know, it just feels good to be recognized, especially by by you, Carlos, because I know you were definitely one of the wizards behind the curtain all the time making sure the show worked. Because otherwise we would just show up at scenes and just eat all the food and drink all the cocktails, honey. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of people ask me all the time, is the show scripted? Whatever, whatever. No, of course the show is not scripted. But they have to put us, you guys have to put us in situations. So um, when people say that I'm boring, I just kind of look at it like, you know, I've always tried to handle myself with with class and grace. I've just always, that's just who I am. That's just who I am. And I think it's like, like my superpower too. I think that's why the network liked me. I think that's what made me such a good fit for the show at that time. That I was just, I just honestly came on being myself, and and that's it. That's all I could do, and and it worked for me for eleven amazing, unforgettable, insane years of just being a part of the Real Housewives of Atlanta. And you know, anytime you know, I think one of the things that I'm proudest of is Carlos is that I never left who I was. I mm-hmm. never sold my soul. I never did anything that I was uncomfortable doing. I hate it even when I had to, like I remember uh, when Peter and Apollo got together, they were talking about Mr. Chocolate, whatever, whatever. And of course, Apollo told Peter, so of course I had to take it back to the group. And I tell you, I was like sitting there because I was like, you know, again, the show is not scripted, but I knew that I had to deliver a message, okay? 
So the message was to let Phaedra know that Apollo told Peter that she was like dating somebody named Mr. Chocolate. When I tell you guys, I was sitting at that table praying for like the electricity to go out, for like uh, aliens to invade us, like anything. So I did not have to tell this girl that because as soon as I got to the scene, Phaedra was so nice to me. She was like, oh my God, you look so cute. I love your earrings. I love your sweat. And I'm like, stop being nice to me. I had to drop a bomb. Stop being nice to me because it just is so hard. You guys have no idea how difficult it is to do a reality show like this because, you know, it's it's a lot mentally, emotionally, spiritually. We give a lot to this show and it's very easy. And now I get to see, um, you know, as I'm not on the show anymore, I get to sit back and watch, you know, the show and, you know, from a whole different, you know, with a whole another set of eyeballs because I'm not a part of that drama anymore. And I remember like certain scenes I would be like, oh my God, I have to like, you know, tell the girls what happened. And everybody was like, Kenny was kicking me on the table, like, say it, say it. Claudia was like squeezing my hand, like, you can do it, you can do it. And I think even Nene was finally like, girl, if you don't go ahead and say whatever yes. it is. <laughs> it was a mess. It was a mess. But I will say I never enjoyed, even if the girls didn't, you know, if I was going back and forth with someone or they really didn't care for me that season, I still always hated to like have to, you know, you know, pour their tea to them, honey, or no, drop no, a bomb but, but, or whatever. But it goes, and, and this is what I want people to know, and you don't know this. Everybody has a role on these ensemble shows, and I always tell people, and this this is an exclusive to you, Cynthia, when I cast shows and create shows, I always say, okay, this is good, but who's our Cynthia Bailey? Oh I, 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 I promise you, I told Brent, I told Brent last week, I said, yeah, I, I hear you. But I think she's our Cynthia Bailey. And he, he <laughs> understood what that meant. So I want to explain that to the audience. Every show has a person who is, a, you know, a loud mouth, a shade queen, um, a little ditzy. Like, there's always these different um, archetypes that they have. And I always tell people, you can't do a show with five Nene Leaks, five Porsches. You know, you can't do a show with five Giselle Bryants. It doesn't make sense. And when I tell people you need a Cynthia Bailey, you need someone who's able to bring balance to the show. You need someone who gives everything of their personal lives to the show. You need someone that can rally the troops. So the reason why we always said we need a Cynthia Bailey event, there has never in the history of the Real Housewives of Atlanta that a girl did not show up at a Cynthia Bailey event. And the reason why you have staying power is because you are always the one to rely on. And people don't understand that when you have a show with a group of women, every single show needs a Cynthia Bailey. And that's why this podcast is for me to honor you. And one of the other things I want them to say is, season three would have been a flop um, without you because we saw a real relationship go through ups and downs with yeah. Peter Thomas mm -hmm. and your mama and your sister hiding mm -hmm. the marriage certificate. <laughs> yes. You know, it was it was something we've never seen before. And we saw the ups and downs of your relationship with Peter. Obviously, um, you two aren't together anymore. And then oh, you were best... Don't, don't forget about the friend contract with season the three. The friend <laughs> contract season three with Nene and you guys being friends. And I want to ask you this. 
I feel like someone said this to you, but I, I want you to respond and, okay. and tell me your truth. Were you ever told or felt that without Nene or Peter, that you would not have staying power on the show? Uh, 100%. 100%. Um, actually, uh, Peter may have told me himself when we were <laughs> Damn, <laughs> I mean, Peter was definitely a huge part of of my story for sure, because we were just honestly, you know, we had lost everything. We were like struggling and, you know, we had never saw like anyone really actually in real time go through a financial struggle. Like I was like, you know, paying Tony Conway on a payment plan. It was like a lot going on. And I was so stressed out. And um, I remember when, you know, we were having issues and uh, I feel like, you know, like in the middle of an argument, he may be like, well, you know, you, they gonna, they're not going to keep you on the show without me. You know how Peter is. But anyway, uh, yeah, uh, years later, <laughs> talk your shit <laughs> years later. Uh, and I actually was like, when he when he said that, I was like, it, you know, here's the thing, too. When Peter and I did decide to go our separate ways, I knew that I would not drag him publicly. I, it's again, that's just not who I am. And, you know, it just didn't work out for us. It just is what it is. Now me have dragged him off camera. <laughs> <laughs> we dragged each other off camera, okay? We definitely had some very, you know, heated conversations. But, you know, I, out of respect for our marriage, out of respect for him as this, as this black man, this strong black man that he is, um, you know, I'm always grateful to Peter because I was living in New York City minding my business child when I met Peter Thomas and I decided to move to Atlanta. He was the one that said to me, you know what? Um, it was April Love and Satchel were like, you know, I think they were working love with him. Them. Mm-hmm. Yes, they were working with him and they were like, we love Cynthia. You know, was she ever going housewives? And I was like, what? No, like, oh, no, 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 no. I'm not like that girl at all. And he was the one that convinced me to you know, take the meeting. And the first person I filmed with to test with, and Joy can tell you this, was Derek J. And I was like, it was in my house. I mean, there's so many things that happened at that house. But anyway, long story short, you know, shout out to Peter. Um, you know, we are, I'm always, I'm, I'm very, I'm, I will forever be grateful that he convinced me to step out of my comfort zone and do something different with my life, something that I was very unfamiliar with. You know, I mean, who, who knows how to do a reality show? I was a, a model living in New York City. And that one choice changed my whole life. Like, I was known in the fashion industry, but I wasn't, like, famous like this. This is crazy, like, you know, when you become a housewife. So, anyway, so Peter Thomas, shout out to Peter, but he did throw some shade and say that, you know, uh, well, I probably you know, wouldn't make Peter, that. Honey. He <laughs> Exactly. And then as far as Nene, I'm sure the fans may have thought that, you know, or whatever. And that's fine. Um, when I came onto the show, I was pretty much given Nene. Like Nene was like, we're like, okay, you're gonna be friends with Nene. And we actually had only met like once. And I'm so glad that we can break the fourth wall now and just like tell people yes. how the show works. And I think that's one of the best things that happened actually when um, I went on Girls Trip that we could just say, hey, you know, this is what it is. This is what's happening and what, whatever. So... But we went to Papado's and I remember she was like huge. Like she was like blowing up. Like she was like, she was the breakout star of the show. And I, as God would have it, was, you know, they placed me with Nene. So I felt like, to be honest, I did feel like there was some safety under the wings of being with Nene on the show because 
literally all I had to really do was just be myself. And she really just had to be Nene. And I was just her friend. I was, she would have to bring everything back to me. So I did feel some comfortability like, okay, well, you know, Nene's not going anywhere anytime soon. She's the star of the show. So if I'm with, if I'm her best girlfriend, then that gives me some, you know, some kind of safety because, you know, we, we shoot so much together. So I did, I did feel that for sure. So I always would give, you know, my props to, to Nene as well. No, we will too. And speaking of props, so she recently did an interview and <laughs> someone complimented you saying you're beautiful. And her response was, oh, really? Have you seen her in person? I'm sure you yes. probably saw the video. <laughs> Everyone was sending it to me, yes, of Did course. Did you take that <laughs> as shade? I took that as shade, of course, but I also know Nene. <laughs> and, you know, at this point, I'm just not surprised, you know, when she throws shade my way. Um, certainly, um, you know, sometimes people don't see you as you see yourself. I think I look great in person and um, You're gorgeous not in, person. in person, no doubt. Thank you. And you know what's so funny? Our fans, and I'm sure the other ladies get it as well, like, when I tell you every time I meet a fan, the first thing they say is, oh, my God, you're so much prettier in person than you are on TV. And that's the funny thing. And I'm sure she's gotten the same thing as well. But, um, you know, I'm just on a place in my life, Carlos, where I I just choose not to um, participate in anything that's negative energy. Like I'm really in Cynthia protection mode over here and I'm very focused on my acting career and uh, this next chapter, as I, you know, leave a marriage and, and start rebuilding my life, uh, it's all love over here. You know, I just laughed. And you know, I mean, was I shocked? No. But, you know, she did reach out to me and, and um, you know, offer to have drinks or whatever and said she was sorry about my marriage. So I, 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 I hope that that was genuine. But I don't know if we're going to be having them drinks anytime soon. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> since right after she went right on uh, a show and like, you know you know, shaded me for no reason. So, whatever. Ooh, I hate to interrupt, but stay tuned for more. We'll be right back after these quick ads. This is Reality with the King, and I'm Carlos King. Let's get back into the show. You are always a classy woman, and you, you talked about, you know, leaving your marriage, and as someone who knows you personally and saw you fight for your marriage with Peter against your own mom and sister, because when you love Cynthia being an Aquarius, you love her and you love uh, Pisces. Pro- I'm Aquarius, sorry, Pisces. Yes. Well, I'm on the cusp of Pisces and Aquarius. Say, okay. So I'm both, but You're I, both. But I, I, I claim Pisces. The yes. Aquarius is the love side. The Pisces is the sex side because you're also yes. freaking the sheets, according to Peter. So I- anyway, <laughs> <laughs> come on, freaky set. So, uh, okay. We, I, I just want to offer this up to you. Um, you know, you have my condolences because I know Thank getting you. married for you um, is something that means a lot to you, and you take your yes. vows seriously. Yes. Um, and I've got the pleasure of meeting Michael because I was on his network, and he has yes. interviewed me, and he's been nothing but sweet and nice. And yes. Mike, if you're listening, hi, and I love you too. Um, a lot of people, Cynthia, have said things like, Cynthia, girl, you didn't see the red flags? I mean, the man wrote in his memoir how he was never faithful to a girlfriend of his, his ex-wives, his ex, you know, ex-fiance, all these things. Mm-hmm. Did you, 
how do you feel when people say, Cynthia, the red flags were there and you chose to ignore them? Well, I, I, what I say to that, Carlos, is, you know, people don't know what's all the ins and outs of someone else's marriage. You know what I'm saying? This is my, my second time being married. And, um, of course, like I, I take people as they are. So, I mean, there were red flags with Peter, but I still married him. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I think people are going to have red flags, but at the same time, I'm a loving woman. I'm a forgiving woman. I, again, I meet people where they are. And I think that, you know, when I went with Mike, when I decided to be with Mike, when I fell in love with Mike, I I felt like whatever was going on in his past, that was his past. That has nothing to do is how nothing to do with how he's going to show up with me. And um, you know, we had in, incredible, incredible years together. We honestly, honestly did. And to be completely transparent, I still very much love Mike Hill. Uh, I'm still healing. You know, you guys saw the announcement, but. We're still like, I thought I was going to be with this man forever. And I believe that he felt like he was going to be with me forever as well. And we just made the adult decision because, you know, my life, his life, my happiness, his, his happiness is important. I'm 55 years old, maybe 25, 30 more summers left in my life. You know what I'm saying? So it's very important for me to, to, to have peace and to be happy. And we just got to a place where, you know, I'm going through a new transition with a job. You know, I don't technically have a job yet. You know what I'm saying? But I'm 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 working hard. I'm growing as an actress. Um, you know, I'm a hustler. I'm a boss. I'm all of those things. Um, you know, he's in transition with his life. You know, we we just met at a place where we would just be better off as friends at this point. And and that's just honestly what it is. But one thing I do want to clear up, though, what I do see and I don't like is when people say. Girl, just give it up. You've been married like multiple times. You've been, you know, you know, how many times you gonna get married? Maybe you're just not the marriage type. Maybe you're just, you know, you know, you just should just be with someone. You should never get married again. Let me just first say I've been married twice. That's not multiple. That's two times. Okay. It's not like I've been married like 10 times and nothing worked out for me twice. And the first marriage, God, can you get some grace on the first one? You don't know what you're doing the first time you get married. It's your first marriage. And I learned a lot from that marriage and I took a lot of wisdom um, into my second marriage. And I didn't make the same mistakes in my second marriage that I made in my first marriage. So I say to the people that say that, uh, let's just get it the facts straight. I've been married twice and I am a Pisces woman. I am a lover of love. I love with my heart. I jump in both feet first. And that is my choice because this is my life. And I'm the only person that has to live in. And I have no regrets. I have no regrets with Leon with Peter, with anyone that I have given my life to. And I am looking so forward to, to my future. Um, I'm still very optimistic and hopeful of finding love again, however it comes. If it's a boo, a bae, a marriage, I don't know what it's going to be, but I'm here for it. And I'm ready to, to receive it whenever, whenever God wants me to have that. And I, I think it's crazy to, to, think that someone isn't deserving of, you know, figuring it out. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I mean, J-Lo can get married how many times she wants to, and it seems to be working out for her. Okay. Now that's, now look. <laughs> I can't get married twice. Now that's you know T. That's T. And no, and, and the thing about it is this, you are a woman 
who's been famous and successful since you were 15 years old. And I don't think people understand that, that you have always been independent. And when you when you go through life, you you go through these ebbs and flows because at the end of the day, you're trying to figure things out. And a lot of people, even when they tweet things, Cynthia, like, girl, we saw the tweets with Michael. He was flirting. What do you say to people who think that infidelity was a part of this decision? Well, I, I say to them, um, first and foremost, it's it's none of it's none of their business, to be honest. Um, you know, marriages can survive infidelity, number one. And I'm not, you know, I'm I'm at age where most of my my friends are either married or divorced. And believe me, the ones that are married have gone through a lot and they decided to stay. And worse than infidel infidelity sometimes, you know. Um you know, children have been born in marriages and people still decide to stay. So with that said, what I say is live your life and live your life because you're the only person that can live it. And, you know, it's like whatever my cross is to bear, it's it's my own personal decision to deal with whatever I choose to deal with because it is my life and to each his own. You know, love is love. And at the end of the day, what you choose, what works for you, what works for your marriage is completely your choice and your option. And to get away from the rumors, this is my last question about that. Um, one of the things that people have said to Cynthia, because I want, I want you to use this to be able to debunk all these mm-hmm. rumors. And because you and I are, I are close that. friends, I want to give mm-hmm. you the opportunity to do that. One of the things that people have said is, you know, Mike Hill wrote in his book um, how when the Steve Harvey show happened, um, it was an opportunity for him to cross over in the entertainment space. And obviously you're somebody who is on the biggest reality show in the world. And people felt that after you weren't asked back, um, that's also a reason why the marriage didn't work because he no longer had the show to promote himself. Okay. All right. So uh, two part question, as far as him going on to the Steve Harvey show as an opportunity to get exposure or whatever his reasons were, um, Probably so. You know what I'm saying? I didn't know him. He didn't know me. You know, it is, it was a national TV show. So whoever, whatever his decision was, I don't have an issue with that. You know what I'm saying? So if that's, that was his reason and that probably was his reason. Okay, fine. So be it. People, you know, want to get exposure. That's what it is. He didn't know. First of all, I didn't know if I was going to pick him. So it, you know, it could have went, that was, you know, two other very nice men there to choose from. So he didn't know. So good for him that he's, you know, trying to use whatever platforms he can to get exposure to get exposure to do the things that he's trying to do with his life. Okay. Um, the other part in terms of me going back, not going back to the show, you know, it's interesting because a lot of people, a lot of people were saying, Oh, you know, you know, she probably didn't go back because Mike didn't want her to go back. Uh, one of the things I will say to you is I've been married on this show twice. Okay. Um, I will never say that this show breaks up marriages. I won't say that, but what I will say, I will say it's very hard to start a marriage and be on a show like this because you have to give so much of your, of your marriage and you're still really, you know, getting to know like the person that you're married to. And I feel like, you know, once you actually become married and become husband and wife, that's really, you know, where it becomes, more sacred than just dating. And some things are just, just that some things are sacred. So 
with that said and done with everything that I went, I gave so much with my marriage with Peter. Honestly, you know, me not really, you know, wanting to share that or feeling like I wanted to share that um, once Mike and I became married really was just me protecting myself and, and my marriage. But I will say Mike had um, nothing to do with me not going back. If anything, if I had to lean one way to the other, I think he was happy that I didn't get, that, that I didn't go back, to be honest with you. And he was the one that was always saying, hey, you know what? I feel like you're definitely someone that can transition into other things. You know, you've done you've done such a great job on this platform. You know, you have a great relationship with the network. You know, you're Cynthia Bailey. You 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 know, you still have so much that you can do with your career. So if it went one way or the other, it was definitely Mike pretty much encouraging me to believe in myself to take that leap of faith after 11 years of being a consistent housewife on The Real Housewives of Atlanta to to do other things, which which was something that I personally wanted to do. And, and, and in terms of me not going back to the show, let's get this straight, too, because I know a lot of times I think I saw like a clip of one of your podcasts. You know, a lot of times when people get fired from the show, they'll, you know, the network always gives them grace to just, mm-hmm. you know, put whatever narrative they want out, which is very nice of them to do that. Okay. Yes. I've always been very transparent with how my 11 year um, run run on the Real Housewives of Atlanta ended. Um, for me, I was honestly in a place where I just didn't feel like I really felt like I had that full circle moment. Like I just didn't. I wasn't having that much fun with it anymore. Uh, I felt like I didn't really have a lot to give. I did want to like just kind of get to know my husband off camera and just spend time with him and not have to shoot because we shoot a lot in Atlanta. Like it's it's a very rigorous schedule. So for me, that was that was my thought process. So when the Real Housewives of Atlanta did start back up, um, I got a call from our girl Lorraine, and basically they were interested in me coming back as a friend. Which, which I actually entertained, to be honest, because this is how the friend game has changed. People are housewives one season, friends one season. I mean, you you were like definitely instrumental and in like, you know, some housewives starting off as housewives and becoming friends. But by, by the time, you know, you know, the season wrapped up or whatever. Yes. So, you know, they do it in all the other franchises. Like the friend thing is not a bad deal. Like it's not like I know people that, oh, you know, you have to be a housewife. Um, I, I've seen people be housewives, be friends, they'd be housewives again, be friends again. It's like, it's evolved. The show has evolved so much in terms of what a friend of the show means. Look at Sheree. Exactly. Exactly. Now she's back as a full-time housewife and that's, that's great. So I love that. Number one, the network gave me that option because I really thought, well, maybe this is a way because although I had my reasons for feeling like it wasn't right for me to go back to the show, I definitely felt like, you know, it was kind of hard to cut the cord and just be like, okay, I'm just done with housewives. So I was like, maybe the friend role is a way I can just shoot sometimes and still be able to focus on acting and focus on, on my marriage. But what I realized is really, you know, the friends, you know, they do a lot of work too. (laughs) Friends got to go on the trips. (laughs) The friends, the friends still have to show up to everything. And I was like, and for less money. So I was like, well, now, okay. Once I think about like, unless I can just pop up like, you know, three times in in the season, then I'm pretty much working, except I'm just not a housewife. And, um, you know, I'm just making a smaller check. So I just thought, you know what? I'm going to go ahead. I appreciate this good offer, but I'm going to gracefully decline on that one. Okay. And, um, but it 
was, but it's great. I did think about that, but I was never like, oh, I was fired. I, I, I guess. I don't know what that's called. Maybe I, I was yeah, fired as a I housewife. Said it. Yeah, no, and this is the thing. And this is the thing because obviously I said something like these are the housewives who quit or whatever. Yeah. And listen, I will admit when I'm wrong because everything's about wordplay. And at the end of the day, you weren't fired. You were offered a, a, a lesser a lesser role than a peach holder, right. and you chose not to accept it. And right. that doesn't mean you got fired. So I want to make that clear. And you're right about that. But I want to ask you this though, on some honest shit. Did it, as someone who has watched you give everything to this show, you gave every, guy. she gave every piece of her life to the Real Hospitals of Atlanta. Did it ever come a moment when you felt like the moment you were told to be, a, the a moment friend. you were asked to be a friend of? Yeah. Did you have a moment where you were like, well, damn, like I gave everything, everything to this show and you got some chicks on this show who ain't giving half of what I gave, and they get to still be on? <laughs> okay. All right. Honestly, um, it always feels good to be wanted, okay? It always feels good to have that, you know, I've never not gotten that letter. I've never not gotten that letter early, okay? I When those letters go out, my, my letters usually at the top of the list, okay? Let's just be very clear. I've never had the network... Like, you guys have never called me and said, hey, we need to talk to you. We're, we're not sure if we want to bring you back. You're not, there was never a point in any of the seasons where anyone, you know, the Bravo people were like, hey, well, you know, you're not bringing enough. Well, I never, I never had to be, um, they I never had to, like, talk to me about, like, me delivering or anything like that. So I've just had, like, 11 really very successful years where I didn't hear from the network at all. I just got my letter back and I went back to work. If anything, they rewarded me in other small ways by like, you know, I did so much. I did many commercials with them. Like I was always, you know, my daughter Noelle has done work with them. Like I was, you know, really that girl that I felt like, although I wasn't the star of the show or maybe I never like people never looked at me that way, you know, never said next day, that never was in the middle or any of those things. I felt like the network always gave me other things to say, we appreciate you. Okay. And I don't take take those things for granted because they were amazing, amazing spots for me for me to get. And 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 you know, you know, very you know, great money as well. So I didn't look at it like a slap in the face or anything like that. I just kind of looked at it like, all right, yeah, in a perfect world, you know, nobody wants you to break up with them. You want to break, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> they, you don't want them to break up with you, you want to break up with them, even if you want to leave. You're like, can I just break up with you, though? Can you, can you just send me my letter and let me just tell you I don't want to come back? <laughs> can, you know, can you just give me that? Like, we both are going to get what we want in the end. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to come back, but at least I can say, you know what? I, you know, I was asked and, you know, I didn't, you know, whatever. You know what I'm saying? It feels good to cut it off with, with someone before they cut it off with you. But honestly, at the end of the day, because my heart was so heavy about even coming back in any capacity at that point. I was, it just, I don't know if I ever would have cut the, cut the cord if they had sent me a housewife letter back. Cause I think I would have been, cause you know, mama was making uh cheap bone bail over here was doing good. <laughs> that money. Oh no, you that, were that making check, a lot of money. Woo, that check and a was lot hard of people, to cut off, you know? Oh, trust me. I, I was making a lot of money when I left too, honey. Yes. So I get it. <laughs> yes. the, 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 look, the check is you. Okay. Here's my background. Cute. Um, so... As we wrap things up, 
Um, you are somebody who loves love. I know that yes. you're still technically married, but are you dating anyone, a man, a woman? Like, what's going on with Cynthia's love life? <laughs> well, I am dating. I'm, I'm, I'm dating myself. I'm dating Ooh. myself right now. I am loving on myself, Carlos. Um, I had a three-hour massage last night. I'm really um, taking some time to just get back to me, but I am absolutely 100% open to to dating soon, without question. Uh, I do miss and want companionship. Uh, Mike and I are friends uh, without benefits. So, <laughs> are, is there, well, do you, technically, we're still married. So, I, I was going to say. I mean, are you are you having benefits with other people? No, 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 no. No, oh, I'm Lord. totally into my own thing right now. And you're celibate. Uh, I am actually, I am actually celibate. And, you know, even before we announced everything, you know, we had cut off that part a while, you know, before that, because we were like, you know, we're going through it. And then, you know, we're going through it privately. And that means, you know, no sex, <laughs> like going through it. So anyway, um, but yeah, it's been a minute. It's been a minute. And, um, you know, I'm here at Lake Bailey. I'm still spending my time between LA and Atlanta, but I, I do think that I'm going to spend a little spend a little bit more time in Atlanta in my house because it feels good to be back in my space. And um, I am very open to dating at some point for sure. Um, you know, Peter is still let, single. Let me... <laughs> Would okay, you ever want to see think... Peter again? Okay, that's let me correct you on that, Carlos. First of all, I do believe Peter has a girlfriend. That's number one. Number two. <laughs> You need to have him on your show, child, because he does have a girlfriend. Okay? I did have him on my show, and he's dating. He's not exclusive. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. Well, he's dating, and uh, he seems very, very happy with who he's with. So kudos to, uh, shout out to Peter and his and whoever he's dating. Okay? Did he ever pay you your money back? Because he was distraught <laughs> over that lawsuit, honey, over the 170000 He was sad, Cynthia. Did Peter ever pay you back the money, girl? Yes, yes, yes. Peter and I are good. Peter and I are good. And he has been very, very nice to me throughout this whole process. And he has made it very clear to me um, that he feels like I, you know, he's, uh, you know, sad that things didn't work out with Mike and that I deserve happiness. And he wishes me well. And he's, you know, you know, nice, nice things as, as he should. But you know, Leon will tell you the same thing. And and Mike will tell you the same thing. Like I don't I don't leave relationships um in disarray in that way. Like it's always very important to me to have respect and honor for whoever it is that I'm with. And um and that's what I have. And that's exactly, you know, what Mike and I will have as well. And that's it. So we'll see. I mean, say I mean when I, you know, do meet somebody, you know, God is moving my steps and if he moves a man, uh down this driveway at Lake Bailey. <laughs> I'll come back on the podcast and we can talk about it. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Okay. So in closing, I always have a former housewife or current housewife for that matter answer this question. So my last question is this. Okay. Name, if you were ever to go back on the Real Housewives of Atlanta and they told you you could come back with the cast of your choice. Okay. But it only has to be five. Ooh, okay. So, Ooh. including yourself makes four other housewives. What Ooh. four other housewives in your dream cast would you bring back with you? Oh, boy. Okay. Um, 
Eva, because she's my friend. Uh, Kenya, we just made up and we're good again. And I love her. Even when I was mad at her, I still loved her. <laughs> um, okay, so I get two more, right? Uh, Candy, she's my girl. And uh, who else? You know what? I'm going to say Portia because we always have fun filming together. Even when you kicked her. Okay. <laughs> Listen, I was under the influence. I was going through, uh, you know, some stressful times in my marriage. You guys didn't know that. And we were drinking and having a good time. But, um, you know, that's so crazy because I was thinking about that, too. Like, when I think about, like, all the memories and, and how, like, you, oh, my God. Like, I remember... Like when that happened, like you like tackled her and everything. I was just like, oh my God, this is so crazy. So crazy. You're a legend. You're a legend. You, you, you listen, you have great moments. I am so happy you came on this podcast and I want the world to know this. I've said this to you personally. I'll say it again and I'll say it publicly. I adore you. I love you. You are a great woman, a great human being. You are probably, in my opinion, the most underrated housewife and as somebody who has worked closely with you, I know the time and effort you have put into making that show great. And as God is my witness, as God is my witness, you were a formidable part of the success of that show. And I think people don't give you enough credit because at the end of the day, at the end of the day, the best cast of Housewives history will always be the season six cast of the Real Housewives of Atlanta, because I know firsthand each six of those women brought some excellence and something great to the show. And because season six was the greatest season of all time, it's because of those six women, and obviously it includes Cynthia. So I thank you. I love you. Thank you for blessing me. And before I cry, tell the world, child, where they can follow you and find you, honey. <laughs> Honestly, when I got the call to get on this podcast, I was like, yes, yes, I want to call this podcast because, you know, we've had some moments and I want you to know, King, Carlos King, I could not have done Real Housewives without you. Honestly, as much as you stayed on my butt, you made me laugh and you made me have fun with it and you made me believe that I could do it because I came on here like, okay, what? And I just remember when you saw that friend contract, you were like, this is everything, bitch. And I was like, it is? Like, I was honestly just trying to have fun with it. Like, I didn't even think it was a big day. You were like, oh, you'll be back season. You'll be back next season. Honey. This is everything. <laughs> but I remember all those things. And, you know, I know you guys don't ever get enough credit. But I, I'll say this on behalf of the cast that I've worked with the most of the Real Housewives of Atlanta. We all were better because we had a Carlos King in our ear in a lot of ways. We really, really were. Because there were days where I just honestly was like, I just can't do it, especially my first season. We were just losing everything. I was so stressed out. I was so tired and just, I just didn't know how to keep going. And I was planning this wedding. We didn't have any money. And you would just come to me and you would just take your little ear pods out. And you would just hold my hand and you would say, you can do this. You can do this. And like in that moment in time, Carlos, I was like, that's all like it was like God told me I can do it. I was like, okay, Carlos thinks I can do it. We don't have no money. I don't know how I'm gonna pay Tony Conway. I don't know what I'm, you know, like I, and I was like, 
okay, if Carlos thinks I can do it, I can do it. So you have been, you were such a sense of strength for me throughout that entire time. And I know you got cussed out, you know, a few times, but just so you know, it's very important for me to give you your flowers, Carlos King. You are, it's so rightfully so that you have this podcast and all the amazing things that you have gone on to do. Because truly, truly, I feel like we were all at the beginning of this whole reality thing. And I feel like we forget, like we, we, like we didn't know that it was going to be like it would continue and all these other shows would happen as a result of it. And, and still right now, you know, Real Housewives of Atlanta still has a certain je ne sais quoi that, you know, that people still love because, you know, we had, you know, Tyler Perry, the Obamas, like people watched our show. And anywhere I go in the world, in the world, people can recite things, you know, like, what's up, 50 Cent? Like they know everything. It has been a, a huge blessing to my life. And I could not have done it without you. I was lucky enough to have you as my producer for, again, you know, most of this, my seasons on the show. And I salute you, Carlos King, and you continue to blossom and grow. If there's ever anything that you're doing that I can be a part of, I can support. I am your friend. I'm your girl. And I truly, truly love you, Carlos King. It makes me so proud every time I see you doing anything, honestly. Thank you, 50 Cent. Yes! You're welcome. It's a wrap. Oh, that was good. Yeah! Baby, see, y'all did not expect me to give Cynthia the flowers that she deserves. I really hope you all understand why I feel like every reality show needs a Cynthia Bailey. She is somebody who will always be one of the most underrated housewives of all time. And it's time we wake up, smell the folders in our cup, and give Cynthia her flowers. Thank you for listening to Reality with the King. New episodes drop every Wednesday and Friday. Share, comment, follow, and subscribe to Reality with the King wherever you get your podcast. Visit realitywiththeking.com and be sure to follow me at thecarlosking underscore on Instagram and Twitter. Tweet me your thoughts and hot takes about this episode using the hashtag RealityWithTheKing. Reality with the King is a production of More Sauce by Stitcher. It is executive produced by me, Carlos King, and Jasmine Henley-Brown. We are also produced by Lashik Lotus-Lee and Brandon Nix. Engineering and music by Marcus Hum. More Sauce. In the 1970s, John Todd burst onto the evangelical scene with a shocking tale. He claimed to be a former witch, involved in a then-unheard-of secret organization called the Illuminati, and urged Christians to prepare for a violent world takeover. First of all, the number one weapon in everybody's home should be a 12-gauge pump shotgun. Hear the amazing story of one of the originators of the modern-day conspiracy theory. From Magnificent Noise and Sony Music Entertainment, this is Cover Up, The Conspiracy Tapes.